1: Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 138th episode of The Hungry Games Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I am your not-so-humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8Bit. And on today's docket, we're going to be talking an absolute bucket load of Apex Legends and Division Beta 2. But before we can do that, I need to introduce my two extremely fantastic co-hosts, the Wraith and Mirage. To my Gibraltar, Miss Ali Hard who can be found at Miss Ali Hard, and Salim Abraham, who can be found at Salim TD. How are you doing today, you couple of legends?
0: That's uncanny. Did you just guess what our characters were?
1: I did have a take a stab in the dark. I had to sort of feel and, and dive into your psyches and work out what I think playstyles would be, and I just, just uh, you know, went with the gut, went with the gut.
0: So who, who's who?
1: So you'd be playing as Wraith? Mm-hmm. And I reckon Dream, I, I don't know if he's dropped the money or, or used the, the credits to, to unlock Mirage, but I feel he could be a Mirage character. We both know
2: I haven't dropped the money to play Mirage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do appreciate the, uh, the comparison. I think, he's, I think he's probably the best of all characters in Apex Legends. He's pretty cheeky. He's cheeky like you. He's, he's got that sort of look and sort of smart-assness about him and sort of not so quiet confidence that the dream possesses that's interesting because i looked at him and i thought this just looks like a stand-up guy he looks like a you know just a really fun funny person great provider absolutely honest you know honest to a fault almost
1: mm, i can see that i can see that and i can i can understand where you're drawing those parallels as well between mirage and the life of dream
2: just absolutely handsome you know great sense of humor uh, and a philanthropist helps the kids, mm, and a bit of a trickster.
0: Wait, hang on. Are you suggesting that I am a psychopath with a bitch voice? Well, nah, is that what? I, <laughs> I think she's just
1: clear, cold, concise. Gotcha. You know, you know what she's there for. She ain't here to ain't here to sugarcoat nothing. She's here to kick some ass and make some voids and kick some more ass. Ali,
2: who do you reckon Brendan is? If we're going to be all Apex Legends characters, do you think? Um... Gibraltar like like setting up a shield protecting his friends you know you, you often play the titan like characters don't you Brendan you like being the, the bulky sort of barbarian I do I do it it seems to um I
1: don't know if it ties more so into the simplicity of how my mind and thought process works that I'm just be big be a blunt object and you know absorb damage or I don't know maybe I just envision myself as, as a lot bigger and more tougher than I am I don't know it could go
2: either way
0: wait was he right
2: Uh, mm, I don't know. I'm almost thinking Pathfinder, like not because you do this, but it would be funny. I don't know. I feel like Pathfinder is the kind of guy that like he shoots his rope and gets out of there at the first sign of trouble.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I have been known to uh, strategically exit high high (laughs) intense situations, but uh, I can understand that. I'm still yet to play as in, but we'll talk more about it a bit later. But uh, yeah, so we're back. Episode 138 of the old uh, THG. Uh, Apologies for episode 137. Um, As you may or may not have heard, my audio was pretty shithouse. But we have done extensive testing, gone back to the lab, and I think everything should be as clear as day in uh, providing that same A-plus high-quality standard that you know and love here at the Hungry HQ. But um, yeah, maybe... Maybe, did we want to talk about what we've been playing? Maybe we talk some division first and then maybe dive in with with Apex because, excitingly, we've all actually played Apex Legends this week.
0: (laughs) The first. Well, no, actually, we did discuss um, that we actually all had played Red Dead
1: Mm, and Paradigm.
0: mm. I think we all played Paradigm as well. We
1: did. did That was another uh, hot title on our lips for a a while. Sorry, Paragon. Paragon. But we did play Paradigm. That was the Aussie based point and click game. Oh, yeah. I think you played a lot deeper than I did. I haven't finished it yet. I probably need to.
0: (laughs) But um, you didn't get to play Division, Sam?
2: No, I didn't. Didn't play Division. Yeah, I was too busy pwning noobs in uh, Apex. Oh,
0: shame. Uh, Like, I could not wait. Like, I was super excited. Like, I love Division 1. So. Getting on the beta for Division 2. And Australia was actually blessed with the best start time of a beta, which was uh, 8 p.m. prime mm-hmm. time. Um, And uh, uh, some people experienced connection issues. You did, Brendan?
1: I I am raising my hand. I did experience multiple connection issues on my uh, first evening of playthrough. I think I got DC'd three times. Rage dropped once as well. Uh, and it was like midway through boss encounters or, or sort of side missions. So it was a real pain in the ass, but it's, so it's to be expected. It's a beta. So Ubisoft, I'll give you a pass.
0: Yeah. No, no, it was like, I was actually genuinely surprised because I had a flawless experience on the first um, first playthrough. Um, and then everyone was talking about the disconnection um, issues, but I think they fixed that now. Um, that mm. should be all sorted. Should
1: be. Yeah, so, so, so can I ask like, I I stopped playing. I got to about level eight, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, so all up, I probably put maybe four hours in, something like that, give hmm. or take. Um, could be a little bit more, could be a little bit less. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. it sounds
0: about right, because I think, I think I've probably put in, f- probably, yeah, between four to five hours in, and I'm sitting on six or seven. I can't remember where I last left off. Um, but there is definitely, um, uh, there's like, it, it's really hard to figure out exactly where you're, where the the leveling up comes from. Like I know it's Mm -hmm. obviously experience in shooting and everything. So a lot of wandering as I usually do, I probably should have actually stuck to missions and everything, but, um, yeah, so I'm sitting on six or seven level six or seven, but I've Mm. hit end game. So nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, um, I enjoyed it, like obviously, I guess loose spoilers, the, the opening the opening scenes, at least for the demo, will probably mirror something similar to the opening scenes of the game where obviously they've shifted from New York to, to Washington, talking about now how this terrorist faction has put some kind of plague on the currency, on all the notes. So exchanging of monies has led to these viruses and people dying and people getting sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your, your division agent coming in to try and save the day uh, I I like that straight off the bat you pretty much your home base is at uh is in Washington at the White, oh, House. the White House. I thought that was a bit gangster. Yeah. Um but it's it's more division. It it felt like it was division one but in a much prettier aesthetic instead of just snow capped New York, <sighs> big tall skyscrapers. I like that it was more grasslandy areas, mm-hmm. um and, gonna... and sunshine and rainbows and I, I like that. I'm I like gonna have to the... disagree
0: with you. Um, no. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I really miss that whimsical kind of environment of being in New York in the snow, um, especially at nighttime with all the pretty lights and everything around. I really enjoyed that environment. So now, like, <laughs> I guess playing it, especially in Australia in the summer, I like I'm playing the game and I feel like sticky. Like I'm like uncomfortable because i'm just like i'm like ah oh, it looks so you know there's there's junk everywhere there's like swamps everywhere i'm like this is not a a nice environment to be amongst
2: can, can i ask an outsider question for a moment uh just out of curiosity were there any game um breaking sort of bugs that resulted in people forming very neat queues to get to loot boxes and quest givers did that happen this time <laughs> around or did they manage to avoid that entirely
1: i i have not joined an orderly queue to uh get into any form of division two based content yet i've sort of trolled the internets on the first day just to see just for my own sort of uh, entertainment to see if there was any any parodying of what happened in D1 sort of floating around. But I didn't see anything and um, I had no queue issues. I know a few people uh, from our sort of gaming-based AU circle had had some queue issues on that first night and the second night potentially where they had to, you know, they were 100th in the queue waiting to get into the server. I didn't. I was in instantly. Yeah, no, Uh, I had no issue. But so server load felt fine. Uh, I didn't notice any rubber banding as well. No. uh, Playing uh, with, with Rachel when we got randomly sort of grouped up with some other Johnny Rando division agents. There was no no rubber banding when we were doing the first sort of um, main boss mission where you're taking down Saint, mm. uh, where you sort of obviously got to traverse this massive hotel, get up to the get up to the roof of this hotel, Great and then mission. and take them down. Um, but it felt good. The gunplay's still tight. Uh, enemies are still very spongy.
0: That uh, menu I'd- navigation, though, holy crap.
1: Yeah, that's kinda of gross. The fact there's no sort of button or at least I couldn't find which button it was to directly jump into your inventory straight away, gotta sort of pause, then jump into um, a sub menu there, then click through and then get into y- your weapons or your-, your various bits of armor. Keyboard that's a and bit mouse, clunky. it was just
0: straight up I. But it's I felt like when you're using keyboard and mouse navigating between things it's like you click on this but then you have to press f for that and then if you want to actually confirm you want to look into this you actually have to confirm with space bar and then like i was like i can't navigate this this is absolutely bonkers and even the interface can sometimes be a bit like bit much there's just so much information in there that really doesn't Mm. outline what you want or where you want to be heading so um i don't know why i don't remember the first one being that complex or difficult
1: I, I noticed some of like the follow the breadcrumb you know like the little orange beacons that you're meant to follow to get to your missions or your points of interest i I've, i remember in the first one it was sort of it sometimes it would send you down the wrong path or you'd sort of have to route through and, and go through a building unnecessarily when you could have just t- turn left and gone straight down the street yeah uh i've mm-hmm. noticed that happening a bit in div 2 again there's nothing <laughs> too detrimental like you don't sit there and go oh this game's fucked i'm gonna take it back sort of type of anger yeah uh yeah still little things like that was like a bit head scratching yeah
0: no but um yeah gameplay wise in the most nicest way possible it's it felt like old division but just new content and that that to me is good um very comfortable Mm. with it um same kind of play style uh, your classic like very uh bullet spongy uh, mm. enemies, but not offensively. So, um, I just want to ask the uh, the guys to stop putting fucking dogs in games, especially dogs that people can shoot. Because if I have to uh, stop playing with people because they keep on shooting dogs, I swear to God.
1: Um, yeah, there was um, <clears throat> I don't know if you you saw it in that. <laughs> in that first like one of the main missions where you're taking down Saint and you're traversing the, the multiple levels in this mm-hmm. that building. Um, there was one part and you sort of look through this open door but it was then covered off with a steel barricade and there's a dog sitting in there really sad and I'm like, Oh, what's wrong with the dog? And then I sort of mm. look further across and he's and his mate was dead, like his dog Friend was dead as well, so it's they definitely play on the the animal heartstrings. That's for sure. The
0: hotel you walk through, there's that massive area, and um, you know, you it's an open space. It looks like a like a theater or something like that. They've clearly had dog fights in there, and there's dead dogs everywhere and dead dogs mm. in cages and stuff. I'm like, guys, unless you're actually gonna make me kill like these people specifically, like say that's the guy that's responsible mm. for all these. I reckon dog there could
1: death. be a Michael Vick. Character, I will be glad in there somewhere. to kill them,
0: but it's just like guys, it's just so unnecessary. And there's the experiment room, and there's a bunch of them that have clearly been experimented on, and I'm like, ah, oh, not necessary, please. It makes me really fucking sad.
1: On, on a lighter note, though, did you encounter any of the raccoons running around the no, town? No,
0: I have not. I've seen rats and I've seen deer. I've not seen yeah. raccoons.
1: Yeah, come across this raccoon and it sort of ran past me and then jumped up on the top of this bin, looked at me and then jumped into the bin. I'm like, oh, I wonder what it's doing in there. And then obviously popped my head in the bin and it, I don't know, disappeared into the ether because it was just a (laughs) random sort of little sequence that they programmed. But I thought that was pretty cute. Um, Mm. But I like, it's it's more division. Uh, It looks cleaner. Uh, The environments, as I said earlier, I like the world that we're in. Mm -hmm. This sort of sunny Washington-based environment instead of that bleak, snow-ridden New York. I know we're we're on differing opinions here, but I like that it is a contrast in in sort of playstyle from one to two. One thing that frustrated me with the the beta is so many of the uh, abilities are locked behind, uh, obviously, full release only. Mm -hmm. Like when you you pick, you can have your turret, you can have your little heat-seeking grenade, and then you can have, I think, the drone. They're the only three that are available on the beta. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I didn't like... For one, that you could only have those three, but then you could also only level up one of the subclasses on those three abilities as well. The other two are locked behind the full release, so that was like, come on, just let me have let me experience some of these other perks so I can sort of work out a playstyle prior to release.
0: Some mystery, like at least with the perks they gave you, mostly everything to select from, and you were able to upgrade it pretty high. So I like i i didn't bother me. I didn't mind that it locked it. I got my turret. I'm happy. And the um, sticking grenade as well is actually pretty good too. That's been pretty useful in some of the uh, missions that I've been dealing with.
1: So, so I ask you, like, obviously you've pre-ordered, so it is, it is for all intents and purposes, a day one purchase for you. But if you yeah. hadn't and you just played this beta on its own without the pre-order already being attached, would you still look at purchasing this day
0: one? 100%, yeah. I, I look forward to this, um, especially playing uh, with, members of 8-bit and then also going into the dark zone as well and just really getting into it It's just it's good it's like it, it's from what I it's what I remember and I'm comfortable with it and it's just enjoyable it's mm. apart from the freaking menu which is the only thing that's really gotten to me and the dogs um, everything else has been quite enjoyable I love the the gunplay like the um, like it's just the feel of like shooting and using all your uh, weapons and grenades and all that sort of stuff. It's it's felt great. It's felt clean. It's felt smooth. So, yeah, I'm I, I'm enjoying it and I would have probably bought it anyway. This is probably the first pre order I've done in a very long time. I don't normally pre order.
2: Mm.
1: Well, wow. so there you go. That's some big praise. What about you, Dream? Are you are you gonna jump on Div Two when it drops in in March?
2: Um, Probably not. Uh, not not for any particular reason. Uh, the Division as a game and as a world um, doesn't really appeal to me. And that's probably about, you know, as far as the, the rationale goes for me not purchasing it. Um, I like hearing you guys talk about it, though. But, like, we, we always come back to these sorts of games from time to time, particularly games like um, Destiny and WoW. Final Fantasy 14 and uh, and soon to be also anthem. Um, they're just such big investments <laughs> and mm. uh, I've like I'm doing my best to take a step back from games like that um, just because I don't know I never find I never find my true happiness, my true inner peace playing games like this. it always <laughs> just it feels like you're doing a you know a thousand piece puzzle and for whatever reason there's always a piece missing um that's how these games feel for me at the moment so uh probably probably won't be jumping into division two i
1: I really like that analogy truth be told and and i'm i understand exactly where you're coming from like it is an investment and a big commitment for these types of uh open world or, or shared world rpgs uh and then obviously after you finish those mainline story quests after 10-20 hours depending on how deep they go then you've got all the the end game content and the raid content and everything else which could then hypothetically see us occupied up until christmas and beyond so Mm -hmm. you really need to sort of pick and choose where you're going to plant that flag uh you know what i'm hard
0: i've got to be honest i don't actually see me playing this game for that kind of longevity. I, I I see maybe a few months in it, but I definitely don't see me like on the same level as Destiny of sticking to it that much. Yeah. I might mm-hmm. hop on every now and then, but I don't think I'll be playing the Division yeah. to that extreme.
2: And that's um and that's you know that's totally fine. I don't think that's what what they th- want for you though. <laughs> what um what Ubisoft want? They obviously want you to be playing this forever. <laughs> Oh, that's, of course. That's their intention, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it will really depend on how they actually execute. Like, like the dark zone PVP element. That's only as entertaining as I don't know. I I personally didn't enjoy it too much. It was it was enjoyable, but I never really felt compelled to keep on returning to it. Um, and then in game, just like story content like i guess they could just drop a story pack every now and then but
2: do, do either of you know what the division one's um like max number of players was concurrent players
0: not on the top of my mind not off the top no. of my head but the division one um unfortunately when they first released it there were a lot of issues and a lot of things that players weren't happy about specifically how long it took to actually kill someone um and they fixed it they like credit to them they fixed it and they went back and then the division one did become better and it was Mm. quite an enjoyable game and then funnily enough i think they also did just like randomly like maybe a year later they did a patch or a fix up and then i saw a lot of people actually returning to the division like a year or so after release i think they might have done something to the dark zone i think that's what i recall but yeah, it actually drew people back in again. So, okay. I've,
1: I've just climbed out of the matrix and uh, just regarding Steam charts for concurrence, their all-time peak was 113,877. Fuck, that and is... that was March 2016, which I think was the month it came out. I think that was its debut month. But since then, it averages around... 9,000 people at any one time. That's just Steam. So that's not attached to Xbox or PlayStation 4, which I know they've, they've done a, a fair amount of sales through as well. But Did yeah, the Division 1 everything. actually
0: come out on Steam or was that later?
1: Um, well, it's been out since March 2016. I can't remember the... That was the release date, wasn't it?
0: I'm not 100% certain because all I remember is that I actually played the Division on PlayStation
1: yeah you and i roll yeah it was march 2016 it released Hmm. yeah because you and i finished the campaign together on the playstation i think
0: yeah i think so Mm. lovely lovely snowy new york
1: yeah that's why i'm excited for a new new world
0: hey have you witnessed um the storm rolling in i have not no it is crazy um I was just standing in the street somewhere and then I heard the rumble and everything. I'm like, okay, you know, standard weather kind of mechanics. But then I looked up and the dark clouds just started coming over and I'm like, I wonder if that's... And then, yeah, it just it got dark. The storms, like, noises got really intense and lightning and they got dark and then it started pelting down with rain. And you know me, I absolutely judge a game based on how well they uh, replicate the sounds <laughs> of storms and rain and stuff. And it was quite amazing. I was actually genuinely like surprised at how they the weather mechanic literally just rolled the clouds in and then it just gradually turned into a storm i don't know why i was surprised but i just feel like in these kind of games they don't really invest too much in that
2: i feel like every developer of games that you play should listen to you talk because uh, you notice things in games that I don't think really anyone notices or appreciates. Like the reasons you play games and the reasons other people play that game are very different. And the people behind said weather mechanics would probably appreciate hearing how much you appreciate Rolling Thunder coming through. Um, like that would have been one dude's job for weeks. And I'm sure that person would just be absolutely grateful to hear that someone out there Liked, just t- took a moment from popping shots, looked up and saw clouds and, and I, was yeah, just in awe.
0: I, I literally stood there and just like waited and just wanted to see what happened. Just stood in the rain in the streets. I would, would love to... like a
2: cumulonimbus? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> it's a type of cloud. I would um, love to just play games with your perspective, Elliot. I think that would be that would be like almost like a mind-altering drug experience. Playing Titties, yeah. dogs and, just- and weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, put it
0: on my biography guys
1: should we jump into (laughs) apex legends i think we should i think we should so we have all been playing this uh this hit uh, from respawn via wave ea what do you guys reckon give me give me your initial hot takes and then maybe we can dive a little bit deeper into some of the some of the playstyles styles in the game overall maybe dream did you want to lead us off what's what's your thoughts on apex Legends so far
2: um i'm yep yeah, uh pleasantly surprised considering that we had um a chat about this last week and it seemed like it was a weird diversion from the Titanfall universe um it was a battle royale game it is a battle royale game um i'm surprised at how much i'm enjoying it i am enjoying it uh i think it's a lot of fun uh, I have a lot of really positive things to say about it. And there are other things that I'm just sort of more interested in, which I'll, I guess I'll expand on more in a moment. Nice. What, what platform are you playing on? I'm playing on the PS4.
1: Okay. I, tried, I so- did
2: try to do it on PC, but I had a couple of problems downloading it, memory issues uh, that I just couldn't figure out. Like I tried downloading it onto my portable hard drive, and halfway through, it kept telling me I, I was out of memory. I got like seven hundred gigs on that bad boy ready to go, so I'm not sure what the hell's going on. But um, mm. anyway, yeah, settled for PlayStation. Happy with PlayStation, anyway.
1: Okay, yeah. So you and I are both on the PC, Miss Hart. Mm. What What's your initial thoughts on Apex Legends?
0: Um, I honestly, because I know I was the one was talking big game, saying what a Titanfall game without the Titans in it. Go jump.
2: We all um, said, yeah, we all said that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: We all wanted Titans. Yeah.
0: Um, but the fact that this game got announced and released like same day and it's just a fucking hit just goes to show that you do not need that marketing BS lead mm-hmm. up for a successful game. All you need is a good game. Um, in regards to me actually playing this game, I... I love it. It's really, really enjoyable. Um, However, the only thing about it that I'm getting used to, I don't hate it all, you know, whatever, but I'm getting used to is I have to learn different character classes, which I haven't really been, um, I guess, subjected to in a Battle Royale game. So I kind of take that element from my, like, you know, Overwatch experience where it's like you have to play and experience these different characters to understand how to counter them in the future. So... Mm -hmm that little element is gonna I guess make it fresh for me. Make it not your standard battle royale in my case. So um but mm. I really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's 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 actually pretty fresh for, you know, our, <laughs> our massive battle royale. It,
2: it, it's interesting that you draw a comparison to Overwatch because uh I have absolutely drawn a comparison to Overwatch as well. I think these characters um, Just the design of these characters, the look of these characters, how they sound. They are so much more suited to the Overwatch universe than they are what I would have thought the Titanfall universe looked like after Titanfall 1 and 2, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Like, even Pathfinder. Pathfinder and Bastion side by side? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Um, yeah. Like, just... It's... It's pretty clear. I think that, um, you know, power to um, Respawn, like, did, did they just look at Overwatch and then the Battle Royale field and just say, look, let's just fucking mix these together um, and let's just see what happens. Let's try and create a like an Overwatch Battle Royale before Blizzard Activision or Activision Blizzard get to it. It's, uh, it's what it, It's maybe. definitely what it feels like to me when I play it
1: like like apparently the game's been in development for about three years or so and what I, I see i see the overwatch comparisons but i also see a bit of rainbow six siege especially with the character models like the the character models look very similar um to to certain heroes from from siege but it's it's such a good good game especially at launch uh, the amount of polish that this game has Straight from the jump uh, is is a testament to everyone involved. Like graphically, it's it's just about the best battle royale game out there from mm. from an aesthetics point of view. Like the character models are great, the environments are great, uh, the the load ins are fine. Like sort of dropping out of the ship with your squads, I don't notice any any massive sort of screen tear or droppings of frames mm. anywhere. I'm playing this game. Um, it's 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 really really well done, and obviously they put a lot of time. Uh, into testing and, and perfecting these processes, but yeah, we, we've been talking about battle royale fatigue and sick of that genre, and, and we we're pretty skeptical if this game would have any success. But here we are, it's the game everyone's talking about now, yeah, um, and rightfully so, I think.
0: Yeah, well, uh, it, it's, it's, it's taken on by storm, and you're actually seeing a lot of um, those popular streamers that are usually backed by certain specific uh, games. Like mm. the, I think the they the game actually took over Fortnite.
1: Yeah, so. I was looking at um, I was looking at sort of uh, the rankings on Twitch last night, and it was number one. Fortnite was number four, and there was like Dota two and LOL League, sprinkled yeah. in there at two and three. Uh, and and obviously. Sort of circling back to what you were saying about the, the need or lack thereof for marketing. It's, it's a smart way to do it. You, you throw some money behind some of these big time streamers to, to get them to guarantee to play this game. And, and you're getting guaranteed captive eyes on the product from from kids and fans and everyone else that will probably be downloading these to pick it up as well. It's, it's a smart way to do business.
0: Yeah, well, it, it, it also runs by that whole format of like being a free game. And that's the other thing. It's a free game. And yeah, obviously there's a currency system in there. There's a shop, there's loot boxes. So there's there's the money side.
1: Yeah. And there'll be there's battle passes getting planned as well for the game, okay. similar to Fortnite. And that's fine, I think. Yeah, as yeah. a but
2: as a revenue model, that's actually always going to be better than just paying 50 bucks up front for this game. Like there'll yeah, be can- people pumping more than $50 into this game for the life of for the lifetime of their, you know, playing it
0: mm.
1: Mm. i I'm, probably
2: know i will I'll, I'll see some new sexy skin and be like yeah i gotta buy that i need that skin <laughs> i think it's
0: pretty decent
2: it, uh are they i don't know it's weird they're skins for guns and i was just like i'm never gonna notice if your skin if that skin is on your gun or not i'm just gonna notice getting shot at <laughs> that's all i'm gonna see.
0: my 2020 handgun with the neon uh, zebra print along it i notice that every time I even <laughs> shove it in my teammate's face and saying, "Look at my gun."
2: I go back to I go back to my last comment about playing games through your <laughs> eyes. I pay attention um, to? Yeah, my- <laughs> yeah, I think this game does. There are like I think firm staples for what battle royale games need in order to be successful. I think one of them is that you need to be able to bounce from game to game pretty quickly, which this game does. I mm-hmm. think it has to be a pretty clean lobby, which this has, um, and the. Um, uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Just, just the actual um, connectivity, like just being able to reliably get into games and just having the servers uh, available to actually handle huge amounts of players. Um, mm. That's also absolutely necessary. And this game has that. Um, but the gimmicks of this game, um, namely like character skills and the fact that it is only teams of three, there's no solo option, at least for the moment. Um, I think that's kind of cool and that's fresh and they've done that really well as well. Like being able to, um, like the idea that you drop out of a ship as a team uh, makes this so much easier (laughs) than if you had just everyone saying, all right, drop on three, two, one, go. And then you've got one guy back there, one guy ahead of you and you're just going (laughs) for the middle. Uh, I like that, but you can also peel away. That's smart. The other thing as well, this game does, which as far as I know, no other um, the R game does is you've got your signal button. like Yeah, where you can ping. Which, oh, yeah. which, which I have not been in a game yet where nobody uses it. Everyone uses that button. I think everyone uses it in a way that's actually informative and lets you make really good decisions. Um, I think it's pretty intuitive the way that people ping things, whether it's pinging equipment, pinging where enemies are, pinging where to go. Like it's... It's actually for me been a really positive experience playing in pugs, um, purely because I think you can signal so easily and you just don't have to hear anyone's voice. I don't know why that's bad, I, but I hate hearing people's voices when I play these games.
1: No, hundred percent, man. I'm I'm with you on that. Like, and it and it lessens the the griefing that you. People often get on chat, you know, or or a lot of people, especially like females, they they're pretty hesitant to speak up on a microphone. So Mm -hmm. they can jump into a game like this, stay off comms, and just be, yep, pinging. There's there's a gun. Ping. There's an enemy. There. Where should we we should go there next? Like, I really like that aspect of it, where it can sort of push that toxicity aside because you do get as and you'd know Ali as well. Like, you do get fucking wankers the second a, a woman talks playing a video game it's it's a whole shitstorm on on the comm so i think it's a safe space for everybody women men children everyone else in between to jump on and they can stay off the microphone and, and just ping their way to success because it it is very intuitive it's, it's helpful like we've we've been rolling with the rando here or there or two of them and and i don't feel handicapped by playing with people off off
2: microphone yeah who, who have you guys been playing uh which characters um, Ali, I'll let you go first. Maybe we can sort of go around the table.
0: Uh, yeah, so um, mainly Wraith, um, obviously, ah. because <laughs> I may have seen a little bit of myself in the character. Um, but when I want to mix it up, I'm actually playing ba- Bangalore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bangalore. The um, female
1: soldier 76.
0: Pretty much. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, only because I don't trust myself as being useful as a lifeline <laughs> or reliable um so and then the other characters have this kind of like play element that hasn't really appealed to me yet so Wraith and Bangalore
1: I have um been sort of jumping between Wraith Bangalore and Gibraltar Mm -hmm. so obviously as you touched on Wraith with sort of her her void walking abilities Bangalore as the true soldier traditional FPS commando style and then Gibraltar who's a bit more tanky I like the utility that all three of them have where they've almost got inbuilt or, or um, escape-based mechanics to them. Like Bangalore, when you're getting shot, your, your movement speed increases so you can yeah. get away quickly. Wraith, you can sort of void walk so you become invisible and and uh, you know, no longer taking damage. And then Gibraltar's got the, not only aiming down sight, you've got a mini shield that automatically pops up, but you've also got for your um your other common ability you can put pop down a massive shield to sort of heal or revive or or re re sort of structure what you want to do with the battle so they've been my three Uh, i haven't touched bloodhound haven't touched lifeline pathfinder i I don't really understand that character and
2: i bought mirage but i haven't touched him yet what about you dream who are you playing um i've i've played a i've checked out everyone um the one that i played the most um is is Bangalore um and that's mainly because of the smoke screen so the thing I find most mm-hmm. useful about that character is aside from the pass, the passive is great like as soon as a shot goes near you you just you book it which is fantastic <laughs> but the the smoke screen i found a lot of utility out of the smoke screen particularly in tight spaces mm. um, my favorite thing to do is pop the the smoke screen up and then actually just dash right through it to try and find where that person is and just get them at close range yeah um, but I, I just think that is possibly the best skill in the game as far as I've witnessed. Um, I've, I've played Gibraltar as well a little bit. Um, I'm still having, a, I guess, a bit of a difficult time um, using or getting the most out of that shield um, and, and certainly the sort of defensive bombardment skill as well. Um, I do have a problem with the defensive bombardment and Bangalore's Rolling Thunder. I don't know that they're actually as useful as they could be um Mm. I, i think like particularly with bangalore's like ulti i think the problem is that the distance isn't far enough like you it would be really good if you could get more distance on that and also the time it takes to actually activate it pop out that little special beacon throw it um and then see the the missiles come down like it's it's a matter of like five seconds and that's enough to get killed and i just it never occurs to me to be something to use when i'm getting shot at um i did play pathfinder as well sorry ali
0: i was just gonna say i always felt like that that specific Mm. mood was never meant to be like an emergency move i always felt like that one's like more of a premeditated move
2: yeah you're right but and that's where like the distance comes into it for me if you could get further with it then it absolutely is a great little sneak attack Mm. um but i never seem to kind of get far enough across the valley for it to hit the person on the other side it always seems to land somewhere in the middle um so i don't know it'd be interesting if they could tighten that up or change it um but i did play pathfinder as well and i do like pathfinder i think obviously a lot more utility for this character he's um ulti the zipline um that's the that's the golden thing about this guy he can actually go very far across the map by setting up that zip line. like um Oh, couldn't put it into meters, but like an obscene amount of distance. You could actually just set up a permanent zip line and you and your team can travel very far. Um, Doesn't help you out in combat, obviously. And I think even his like little grappling hook doesn't really lend much um, to combat, but it's still um, fun, I guess, to use and to traverse across the map. You can kind of hook yourself up to something and then jump higher than where you've hooked as well. So maybe there's like um utility there for like a sneak attack over a wall or something um i'd be keen to test that out a little bit more i didn't play wraith i didn't play lifeline like all that much and i didn't play bloodhound i don't really get those characters i get wraith but i don't get bloodhound or um uh lifeline lifeline reminds me of a tlc character by the way
0: a TLC person, sorry. 100%. 100%. 100%. Blood yeah.
2: Lisa Left Eye Lifeline. Yeah.
0: Oh. Um. Oh, she's dead, isn't she? Yeah, she, she is. There's nothing oh. wrong with that.
2: It's fine. Everyone's well, when you call her die. a lifeline,
0: though. Yeah. She lives on
2: as a Apex character, <laughs> a legend.
0: Um. So, with Bloodhound, he looks the coolest. Like, the character wise, oh, yeah. I reckon he looks the coolest. Um. And. Um actually that's one thing we haven't talked about is the um the announcement of who the champion of the round is the mm. the current champion of the round I like those that. banners You're right. everywhere is so badass yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah um that is cool and
0: i don't know how many times when i go past a banner it will be a bloodhound and i even had someone on my team a random once who almost took us to a win who was a bloodhound so there's obviously a way to play it um well uh, i'm too scared because <laughs> it looks like it's <laughs> It's just a different play style. So I'll have to look into it a bit more. It's
2: it's uh, all a lot about of tracking and skulking around. It's mm-hmm. all about tracking. Yeah, it's it's literally all about tracking, which I can see how that would work, particularly if you're like playing a sort of more camping kind of game where you're just sitting and waiting, you see someone go by and then you activate, you know, that, pa- uh, sorry, that like, what did you call it, Brennan? A common ability. I like that. I'm going to say that. Common mm-hmm. ability. Um, and you can just see where they are and where they've gone. Like obviously that lends itself to this kind of game, uh, but someone like Lifeline, you really need to be um, in a you know a, a well um, formed team for that to be of any value. Otherwise, you're just kind of helping pugs, and everyone's just kind of in it for themselves.
1: Yeah, I I wish I wish with Lifeline they almost took a took a leaf out of Overwatch and had that healing ability. She triggers to be an AOE like Lucio. So she could just be running beside and it can be hitting everybody instead of... Because that little robot she's got is so... Like the, the distance it travels is so small. It's and such it's a pain in the ass Quite slow to as get well. healed by. It's quite yep.
2: slow as well. I think it's not something you could really do on the, on the go. It's almost like you've got to be stopping and camping for a moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like she's got value. Like I like her passive when... Reviving people, a little sort of half circle shield pops around them, so she can absorb a bit of damage if she needs to be revived in the fight. Mm. And her ulti, where it's dropping the care package, you do usually get some pretty high end uh, armor and, and defensive equipment out of that. So, so there's some value there. But I'm digging it. Like, sadly, still no, still no victories on my side that I can report. Have you guys got any any Ws yet?
0: No, like, uh, got, gotten I think two twos, but not a W yet.
2: Yeah, I got a I got a, a second and a third um, which mm. were both heartbreaking. <laughs> but yeah. It's um, exactly same. yeah. It's But all it's right. it's good to
1: see. Like um, it's it's it sounds like they're onto onto something pretty special here. Like obviously we'll see how this how this uh, is doing in in say 3 months time if the if the player base and the hysteria is still there, but from all reports and something we'll talk about in the news in a sec. It's doing really 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 well
2: yeah
0: yeah it's 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 a nice surprise it's a nice surprise that we got dropped a game on a you know on a monday it got given to us and it's an amazing game it Mm -hmm. just it spoke for itself
1: yeah and i I gotta say like the environment that king's canyon that they put together that little mini island you battle on is gorgeous and Mm -hmm. have you noticed the big giant creatures Mm -hmm. in the water um the two giant like Atat looking things from Star Wars just in the water uh, beside the island. I'm I'm really intrigued by this this world and when they flesh it out a bit more. There's that big giant sort of carnivore skeleton on one part of the island that you're sort of running around in, and it's ah, it's, it's so pretty.
0: Yeah, apparently there should be a lot of connections to the Titanfall um, universe, so mm. I'm sure that like there'll be someone out there that will be you know making some pretty cool videos linking them up. Hopefully, mm. please someone do it.
1: Yeah, so Apex Legends kicking them goals mm-hmm. should we uh move on to a quick bit of housekeeping before we jump into some news let's do it okay so this week obviously this episode is going to be dropping on the 11th of february but three days after that february 14th valentine's day aka 8-bit day hashtag at3bit keep your eyes and ears locked to our socials that we're 8-bit and also on 8-bit.net because we've got some very, very, very exciting big announcements and uh, outlining the roadmap for 8 moving forward as we shift into Phase 3. So, uh, yeah, be sure to keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. We are pretty freaking excited on that front. But let's get into some news.
2: This week's news headlines.
1: We've got a few quick headlines that we'll rattle off first. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, one of my favorite games of the past 12 months, is getting a new game plus mode. I don't have the exact data when that's dropping, but it is imminent if it hasn't already. Uh, the next one, Take-Two. They have come out ahead of their uh, thro- uh, third quarter revenue targets, solely probably on the back of the success of Red Dead Redemption 2, which has now confirmed 23 million copies sold. But that uh, Q3 revenue target, they hit $1.24 billion. That's US, by the way. That is a lot of cash.
0: A lot of overtime. Sorry.
1: Yeah, oh, it took me a second to understand what you just
2: said there. And I'm like,
0: yeah, it's
1: topical yet true.
2: It's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's something like $100 million above what they're expecting, which is, oh boy. Mm, it's a lot of which money. Is, which is a lot of cash. And it's in stark contrast
1: to the next quick headline where Activision Blizzard are reportedly planning massive layoffs in the hundreds. Oof. Said layouts are aimed at centralising functions and boosting profits. Oh, and this is also on the back of the past week, where they've confirmed their
2: share price has dropped another two point five percent. Yeah, this is a rumor at the moment. This is a This hasn't happened. Um, but man, does, is is there nothing like less sexy than centralising functions and boosting profit? Uh, is, is that are they the are they the terms that you want to see your uh, you know reported about your business? It yes. just sounds it just sounds like you have no fucking clue what you're doing at the moment, and you're scrambling, and you're just in damage control. Anytime yeah, yeah, I see it's like scrambling, anytime I see those words, you know, being said about any business, not just in the gaming industry, but just anywhere it just sounds like you've got a lot of fat you have no idea what to do with it and you got to cut it because you just you just you know bleeding money Ugh. and and it, and it's and it's interesting too
1: because on the other hand they obviously paid a couple of their sort of executive members some pretty hefty bonuses yeah, uh, i they can't did. I don't have the gentleman's name in front of me right now but from what i saw the other day he got paid like a 15 million us dollar bonus mm-hmm. uh, this past year so it's it's definitely sending some some pretty fucked up mixed and wrong messages to uh, existing staff and even just the, the game industry as a whole is how it's doing business at the moment. But,
2: but it just continues the narrative that's been going on for the last 12 months anyway about what's going on with this company. Um, Overwatch and Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm have all been um, underperforming. The audiences for those games as esports is just... Down, um, the you know the the revenue model that they've got in place at the moment, the just the constant um, shiny new toys that are appearing on the, the the you know Battle.net store are just pissing people off. Um, it's it's clear that these guys are just all about the cash now, and it's so heartbreaking. as someone who you know mm-hmm. played Starcraft and Diablo as a kid, this just yeah. absolutely breaks my heart um yeah yeah
0: yeah activision blizzard was looking very wholesome family friendly you know kind of like the the place to be kind of thing so um i don't yeah, know yeah
2: it, it is it totally is right it's like mcdonald's now you know something for everyone it's great just come in and get it don't question what's in it it's fine mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's fucking don't bullshit man. in it it's just don't bullshit. forget to ask us about our steamed buns
2: I want to make Ooh, it yeah. I want to make it abundantly clear I'm playing no Blizzard games at the moment none and yeah. haven't and haven't go. for a while I'm, I'm like strongly morally opposed to what's going on within this company at the moment mm. yeah, although ironically
0: well, by not playing it you're actually <laughs>
2: I'm part of the solution, leading to, <laughs> leading to the firings. I'm, I'm, um, I'm. You know, it's like caged eggs. I'm voting with my money. I'm, I'm steering clear until they change their own, the way they operate, and then I'll come. I'll happily come back. I'm just waiting for them to make the first move.
1: Gotcha. Fair, fair. Okay,
2: so, so sort
1: of tying up the loose ends regarding the Apex Legends discussion. Uh, I won't really dive onto the article. I'll sort of just pick it apart here. But in that first 24 hours of that game being released. They had 1 million players hit the hit the game or trial the game or sign up for the game uh, within the first few hours. But now uh, several days on, uh, as it stood three days on, they've climbed to a whopping 10 million players. Uh, and that was figures based off sort of Friday. I haven't seen anything pop out over the weekend, but 10 million players have jumped in and played Apex Legends. And that figure took the juggernaut known as Fortnite two weeks to achieve. And they've done this within three days. So yeah, I think uh I think EA and Respawn are onto something potentially pretty special here.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, first of all uh, I'm, no you know what? No, I'm not going to say anything bad against Fortnite, but um I'm wondering if like Fortnite <laughs> was having like also <laughs>
2: Epic will send trained assassins to you.
0: (laughs) Check out our rain clouds, bitch. Um,
1: (laughs) You want dogs? Here's 7,000 fucking
0: dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Puppy mode. Um, But I'm wondering if Fortnite, because I know uh, amongst the community, a lot of Fortnite players were actually getting a bit bored, a bit stagnant, a bit unhappy. So this is also probably a really good time for them to drop a battle royale. Um, especially with you know Fortnite being in some kind of, I guess, s- slight community um stalemate. So, mm. um, I'm I'm just glad I'm just glad it's doing well. I hope it keeps doing well. I hope they don't drop the ball. Um, like a previous battle royale that we saw where they came in with much hype and high regard and then completely screwed themselves over. Is that the mm.
2: smart one? That or Realm Royale? Yeah, Real Real Royal. Royale. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that, no, that had, that had legs. PUBG,
0: mm. I was referring to. Um, uh. They had, they had, you know, the majority players. They were doing well. They were on this freaking high cloud, and then after a while, they just mm. kind of
1: yeah, they've they've almost sort of resorted back to underdog status now, haven't they? After being the darling of battle royale, they've sort of slipped down, uh, tying back into those those Twitch views, I think they were about seventh or eighth uh for as far as twitch views uh, across the entire platform last night when i was doing a little bit of research but yeah apex legends one thing that i didn't even think about until just now when you sort of talked Fortnite and apex together there's no emotes there's no emotes in this game yeah which i don't think's a bad thing at all
0: No, i guess not i do like that you can um say thank you there's like a button if someone like points something out and you grab it and you can you know, press H for the same mm. thing. So, I'm like, yeah, that's mm. nice.
2: I guess and, the other one thing... Oh, sorry, you go, Drew. Well, I was just going to say the, the other thing we didn't quite mention are the little um, sound bites that get played um, as almost like reminders or comments on what's happening around you in the game. Like, whenever the ring forms, someone in your team will tell you where you are relative to that ring um they'll tell oh, yeah. they'll talk about first blood like that really helps the team aspect of it because you don't mm. really like there's no need to actually talk to each other in this game the characters <laughs> do it all for you all the pings do it it's it's a it's really <laughs> well done i think
0: the most anti-social battle royale game to date
1: <laughs> but
2: it's <laughs> great it's good you it's know good. it's a perfect formula <laughs> but it is it, it is. is it really is
0: it mm. is
1: and, and one thing before we, we shift shift gears away from Apex Legends, I really like the execute options, like for the finisher that you can do mm-hmm. to, to fallen enemies where it does a little specific cutscene. scene. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a really cool touch as well, but you can get pretty fucked up mid-animation. I got yeah, killed yesterday can. trying to do one of those. <laughs> mm.
0: It's such a, like, it's like you're sitting there being cocky by doing a takedown and someone just shoots you, like, well, yeah, mid-takedown. Mm-hmm the no. blue balls
1: oh anyway not gonna touch that and maybe no one else is hence the blue balls <laughs> next bit of news the new devil may cry 5 demo now available on playstation 4 and xbox one and this is via steve watts at GameSpot. uh in case you missed out on the last devil may cry 5 demo on xbox one which was an exclusive that came out in uh middle of december if i remember right a new one is now available for both xbox one and the playstation 4 As noted on the game's official Twitter, this demo introduces a new Devil Breaker called The Punchline, as well as the ability to power up by calling Nico. Now, Ali, I wanted to ask you because you and I have both played this demo of PAX last year. I know we haven't talked about it or played it in four months now, but what are your thoughts? Go back to the, the dark recesses of your mind and tell me about your time with Devil May Cry 5. What do you reckon? You're keen... This is coming out very soon as well. Is it on your radar?
0: Um, not on my radar because it's not my style of gameplay. However, in saying that, for the moment that I actually played it, I did enjoy it. I see the appeal of this kind of game. It's kind of um, colourful chaos um, and just straight up like feels like horde mode, just relentless like hordes of uh, characters coming at you, very violent, which is great, um, very graphic. Um, I love the the universe um Mm. the universe and all the creatures and your specific character with his like attitude and his sarcasm um i get it i get this game i get why this game is popular and why there is this um following behind it just for me personally i just don't really see myself investing a lot of time into a game like this specifically but um visually it's a good looking game
1: oh yeah yeah and and it's always been a, a graphically impressive franchise. Uh, even going back to the, the OG devil may cry titles and you're getting more of that, you know, you're getting larger than life sort of dude, broy y uh, protagonists uh, sort of running around, I don't know, like cyber Gothic future. I don't know how you sort of describe the world you're living in, but uh-huh. um, yeah, the, the demo is on the short side. I, I downloaded it again on the Xbox this week and, and sort of gave it a quick playthrough just to sort of refresh my mind uh, uh-huh. and it's it's good fun uh rolling around as Nero uh he's he's a bit more slower to play for for those people that know Devil May Cry than say Dante who, who's got his ebony and ivory pistols as well as uh his big claymore uh where Nero is a little bit more slow and calculated because there is a lot of charging up required on some of your abilities but god it looks good uh the, the demo ends where you fight this big ass uh goliath do you remember fighting that big goliath and mm-hmm. it's sort of talking smack to you and you're having a little bit of a back and forth back with and them forth. yeah um but i'm i'm digging it i'm digging it i like that you can sort of switch between uh his devil bringers uh so you've got different sub fight or uh different class styles attached to the devil bringers which is sort of nero's mechanical arm uh, and so with that, you've got different play styles and different ways to go about fighting certain enemies. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it is very graphically impressive, like chaining these 100 hit combos together and it's given you uh, progressively changing ranks on how good you're doing in real time in those combats. Yeah. Uh, Dream, are you a Devil May Cry boy, I should ask? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not a Devil May
2: Cry boy. Um... <laughs> I don't know if that's what they call them, the kids these days, but we're going with it. Uh no, I did, I did own Devil May Cry 2 on the PS2, but I never really got into it, even when I had it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It looks cool. It's just one of those things, you know, one of those titles I never really picked up for no particular reason.
0: I'm going to need someone to explain to me. There was a uh, graphic that went around for this demo release, and I swear that Kylo Ren is in the picture.
1: Ah, uh, so so that's the third protagonist you play with. So you've obviously Kralorin. got, yeah, um, yeah. Adam Adam Driver has lent his likeness to uh, to Devil May Cry. Uh, not true, sadly, but uh, yeah. So you've got you've got Nero, you've got Dante, and then you've got this third protagonist called V. Um, and it, it's interesting because from the video I've seen and I watched a little bit of uh, sort of gameplay of of him in action, he, he's very different to the other two. He, he's hands off, and he's got sort of two creatures that he can summon. Uh, a big griffin or a black panther and on each one of those animals they've got different abilities whether it be elemental uh electrical or darkness for example uh for the both for the respective animals so it's it's cool that he's got that utility where he can summon summon beasts to fight beside him as well uh but i don't know He, he definitely looks interesting he's another one of these broody broody angsty sort of characters that they like chucking in these types of games but yeah, I'm keen. March 8th it comes out, so I'll uh, try and find some time to play this yeah. amongst everything else just Book to sort of see how in, it goes. Put it yeah. in your diary. Yeah, mm. might might take me first uh, sick day at work, uh, even though I've only been there a week, but uh, we'll see.
0: <laughs> That'll go down well.
1: Mm. Yes. No, I will be working that day. We'll be definitely working on March 8th.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. Something happens. But okay. yeah, it's 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 cool. Jump jump on
1: the uh, the Xbox Marketplace or the PlayStation Store and download that. It is free, uh, so download that playthrough. It's it's about thirty ish minutes or so. It's a pretty short demo, but it gives you a good good taster of what's to come in in March. And and it's cool to see Capcom doing this. Like this is now two two pretty big AAA titles that they've released demos for. Uh, in 2019 alone, obviously we had the Resident Evil 2 demo and now we've got the Devil May Cry 5 demo. So kudos to you, Capcom, for doing more
0: good things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like good, good on you for doing good things. Hmm. Well done.
1: And the last bit of news I wanted to bring to the table today, Microsoft preparing to bring Xbox Live to iOS, Android and the Nintendo Switch. This is by Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is getting ready to release an important software development kit or SDK that will allow game developers to integrate Xbox Live into any titles that run across PC, Xbox, iOS, Android, and the Nintendo Switch. Spotted by Windows Central, a GDC session reveals that Microsoft will announce its cross-platform push for Xbox Live next month. Xbox Live cross-platform play will allow developers to integrate friends lists, multiplayer functionality, and achievements into existing mobile games. So... I know there is one pretty big uh, developer missing from that list. There is no Sony PlayStation there, obviously, because uh, cross-platform console walls are still running riot through the gaming space. But what do you guys reckon about this move for Microsoft to get its feature set into everywhere?
0: I mean, I can already guess which game that they're going to test it out with. Based on those, that sounds very Minecrafty, or maybe it's already doing it with Minecraft. I'm not sure, but Minecraft's available everywhere, man. Um, mm. I I'm very interested to see how Microsoft is actually applying themselves nowadays, and you know how they're putting themselves out there, and it's seeming to be uh, very directed on strictly online content mm. um, from you know um, Game Pass, and then them discussing creating a console with no disc. Um, yeah, it seems like they, they think the, the future is on, just strictly online.
1: Mm. What do you reckon, Dream? Do you think this is another good move for Microsoft? Do you think it's going to be positive? What's, what's your thoughts
2: uh, on this? Uh, well, I don't think it could be negative. Um, I think that based on... What I've read and seen, it sounds like what this um, what this push will do is actually just um, make Microsoft available in games on other operating systems. Um, sorry, available to take over things like the social aspects of those games and the multiplayer aspects of those games, which um, according to, again, this, this one Verge article will help them then sell Game Pass and make it look a lot more enticing um, to people who don't already have it uh so yeah uh it's them trying to break into a new market or into a market um that they don't not a market sorry but it's them trying to get uh i guess a part of the demo that they don't already have um Mm. you know a group of gamers that aren't already on using some part of the microsoft microsoft (laughs) microsoft (laughs) ecosystem um yeah it's like this kind of stuff, you know, it's it's a slow roll. We'll see how it works for them over time. Um, it sounds like it will be positive for them in some way. It's it's more the back end businessy side of things rather than the sort of front end fuzzy kind of part of the world where gamers actually get to see some kind of tangible um, benefit. At least it's what it feels like to me. Like things like social, um, like uh, social, the, like the, your friends list. The friends list, yeah. The social media side of it. Like I actually have never ever personally cottoned onto that in gaming. I know that's not you know the truth for all gamers. I know Ali, um, you have a ton of people on your friends lists in gaming that you speak to all the time um, through Steam. You know in particular, uh, that's just never been me and my. That's not my truth, you know, my gaming truth. Um, I'll message someone. I actually, if I'm planning on playing something like. I don't know, like Fortnite, for example. When I played that with friends, I actually just picked up my phone and called them <laughs> and just did it completely outside of the system. So, this is not targeted at people like me, I guess. Um, it's good, though. It sounds good. It sounds positive for them. It sounds like another thing that they're doing that um, Sony's just, you know, two steps behind of.
1: Yeah, the, the biggest things uh, in, in stark contrast, I guess, to, to your impressions on Friends List, having that all. Shared in that ecosystem is certainly positive. Like, like even this week playing Apex and playing Division Two, and un- unless you've got those friends on UPlay or on Origin, you don't see that full friends list. So being able to jump on there and know that it's grabbing everybody from Xbox Live or Steam or from you know product X Y Z will certainly streamline that process when you are looking for people to roll out with or say get a two or whatever it might be and. The other part, and, and it's something that's sort of lost on me, but I know a lot of people that are all about that achievement life, uh, whether it be gamer score or on PlayStation sort of with your trophies, been able to have uh, your your gamer score shared across all these platforms where you're getting uh, points attached to maybe playing some type of game on your mobile phone where you can still get those points carry across to your mainline Xbox account or your Microsoft account. Uh, that will definitely appeal to, to gamers out there too. But um yeah, it's good to see. Like Microsoft are definitely trying to do all they can to to exist with as many other other third party uh vendors out there as possible. Uh and, and they're definitely sort of saying all the right things. We'll see what happens when this uh XDK as they're calling it drops later. But their their goal, uh what what they've got currently is four hundred million gaming devices in use tied to uh sort of the the microsoft uh xbox live experience and uh shifting into these other devices will give them access to potentially two billion devices so you know it's it's a big big jump they're sort of increasing their reach five times over straight off the bat hypothetically from what uh this information has presented us with anyway but we'll see we'll see what happens as as you said dream it's going to be a bit of a slow play so We'll see how this rolls out over the coming months uh, into something more tangible, but it's it's good to see. I'm I'm liking seeing more unity amongst all these other vendors, which is great. Mm-hmm. Everyone should play together and exist together and give us cross platform on everything. Yay, huzzah, happy days, kumbaya's,
2: kumbaya's indeed. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Kumbaya. yeah
1: so, so that's that is the uh the news headlines for this week on episode 138 of the hungry games podcast is there anything yourselves wanted to bring to the table before we close this off for another week
0: just wanted to give a shout out to everyone that participated in telling us what they thought uh what gaming characters they thought we were um the it, was, it seemed like it was general consensus that we hit it on the head for each other but um yeah nathan drake Sam is probably the one where I was just like, it just makes a lot of sense. Even just seeing the character of Nathan Drake, and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm.
1: I I also need to give a shout out to our social master Dane Peavy for finding a photo from Salim Dreams archives and and sort of merging it with the blue shell. I don't know if anyone saw that on Instagram stories, but (laughs) I was pissing myself laughing when I saw that.
0: No, it's it's good actually dane has been doing really well so if you haven't already definitely check out the socials if you're on Twitter check us out on Instagram and then vice versa um, mm-hmm. a lot of action's going on
1: oh yeah all the action and if you want some other action head on over to audio-technica.com.au for the best in audio equipment we're talking microphones we're talking headphones we're talking turntables if you want to listen to your old records and maybe you want to be a budding DJ who the fuck knows but either way they've got all the good stuff right there at audio-technica.com.au We use it every week. We wear their streetwear every day. It is the best in the biz. So give them a look. And uh, 8bit.net for uh, the rest of the hashtag 8bitcollective can be found on there. And uh, while you're combing the interwebs, jump on all those podcast hosting platforms, namely iTunes or Apple Podcasts, if you can give us a cheeky rate, review, and subscription on there, as well as all the other podcasts you're listening to in and out of the hashtag 8bitcollective because it helps keeps the emotional lights on in our hearts. All right. Sally Hart, Salim the Dream Abraham. is a goodbye for now.
0: Yeah, see you on the Apex field.
1: Oh, yeah. Until next week, AP Nation, for the world first episode 139 of the Hunger Games podcast. Much love.
0: Stay home.